Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lizzie Hansen and today is June 25th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block and next week we're going to be studying 1 Kings chapters 17 through 19. So just a few chapters next week, but really, really powerful chapters and I'm excited to study them with you. When you think of the great stories of the books of Kings, they're coming up in the next couple of weeks, and I really love them. But let's finish off this week by talking a little bit about Solomon. Now, we're not going to get to all of Solomon today, but let's talk a little bit about some things that we know and things that we can learn about Solomon and because of Solomon. Starting in 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon is going to become the king here, and let's take a look at what happens. Starting in verse 5, it says, In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he has walked before thee in truth, and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit upon his throne, as it is this day. And now... O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? Okay, so let's go through that. Here, Solomon has a dream. And in this dream, he sees God and God basically says to him, anything that you ask of me, I will give it to you. Now, this says a lot about Solomon's character because this happens a relative few times in the scriptures where God comes to someone and he says, anything that you ask, I will give it to you. In fact, let's take a look at another example where we see the same thing. It's in Helaman chapter 10 verses four and five, but we'll just read five. Here the Lord is speaking to Nephi and he's talking about the great things that Nephi has done, declaring the word and obeying the commandments and just doing everything that he was supposed to do. And in verse five, it says, and now because thou hast done this with such unweariness, behold, I will bless thee forever. And I will make thee mighty in word and in deed in faith and in works. Yea, even that all the things shall be done unto thee according to thy word, for thou shalt not ask that which is contrary to my will. So here we see that when God shows up and he says, I will grant you what you ask, it's because he has such faith and confidence in the person that they would never ask anything contrary to the Lord's will. He has such confidence in the righteousness of the person that he knows that they are only going to ask for things that God would want them to have or that would further God's work along. And so we can have relative confidence that the same is true for Solomon here, that when God comes to him and says, anything that you ask of me, I'm willing to give it. So what do you want? God can say that because he knows Solomon's heart. He knows his goodness in this moment, and he knows that he's not going to ask for anything 
contrary to his own will. And so Solomon's going to respond. And it's interesting because he's going to respond first talking about his father. And he does recognize the great mercy which the Lord has shown to David. But honestly, I read these verses and I think, well, Solomon's got some hero goggles on here a little bit. (laughs) Like he is seeing only the best things in David. But also the things that he's saying about David helps me remember that Solomon only knew David after his big mistake or after his big sin with Bathsheba. And he wasn't perfect after that. But this helps me see and helps me understand that there was probably a lot of repentance that happened on David's part. And we do see right here that Solomon says that the Lord has shown great mercy as David tried to walk in faith or as David tried to do the things that he was supposed to do. But what I love here, especially starting in verse seven, we see the great humility of Solomon. He says, I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. He's saying, I don't really know how to do what I'm being asked to do. He wasn't a little child. In one of our church manuals, it says that he was probably around 20 years of age. So he's not this little child, but I love that he's explaining how he feels that way. I know that sometimes I've been asked to do things that felt outside of my scope of expertise, or I've been asked to do things that felt impossible to me. And saying, I am a little child is a good way to describe how you feel in those moments. You feel completely helpless. And so here with those feelings, with this knowledge of what he had to do and not feeling capable to do it, Solomon asks for the most beautiful gift that I think God could give him. I absolutely love it. He says, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. What a beautiful gift that he asks for the gift of discernment. And that is a gift that you and I desperately need in our lives also. Now, granted, we need it for different reasons than Solomon needed it. He was standing as a king and as a judge over the people. We don't need it because we have to judge people, but we need it because we have to judge situations. We have to judge things that are said. We need to be able to discern and judge between truth and error and right and wrong. We need to be able to discern good, safe, righteous situations from dangerous and potentially spiritually threatening situations. Several years ago in a talk called Quick to Observe, Elder Bednar talked about the importance of discernment. And here is what he says. Can we recognize how crucial this spiritual gift is in our lives today and how being quick to observe is a powerful invitation For the blessing of discernment, President Stephen L. Richards, who served as a counselor to President David O. McKay, has provided additional instruction about the nature and blessings of discernment. Quote, First, I mention the gift of discernment, embodying the power to discriminate between right and wrong. I believe that this gift, when highly developed, arises largely out of an acute sensitivity to impressions, spiritual impressions, if you will, to read under the surface, as it were, to detect hidden evil, and more importantly, to find the good that may be concealed. The highest type of discernment is that which perceives in others and uncovers for them their better natures, the good inherent within them. 
every member in the restored church of Christ could have this gift if he willed to do so. Even the inexperienced could recognize false teaching, in a measure at least. We ought to be grateful every day of our lives for this sense which keeps alive a conscience, which constantly alerts us to dangers inherent in wrongdoers and sin. Unquote. I repeat again for emphasis the truth that discernment is a light of protection and direction in a world that grows increasingly dark. In these latter days, you and I can press forward safely and successfully through the mists of darkness and have a clear sense of spiritual direction. Discernment is so much more than recognizing right from wrong. It helps us to distinguish the relevant from the irrelevant, the important from the unimportant, and the necessary from that which is merely nice. The gift of discernment opens to us vistas that stretch far beyond what can be seen with natural eyes or heard with natural ears. My friends, I love what this teaches us about the importance of developing the gift of discernment in our lives. God may have come directly to Solomon and said, what would you like me to give you? But each of us have the opportunity to pray for spiritual gifts. We're told in the scriptures that we should seek out spiritual gifts, that we should pray for them. And what greater gift could we have than a better ability to receive impressions and to understand impressions from our Father in heaven? My friends, I testify that the gift of discernment is available to each and every one of us as we seek that gift from our Father in heaven, who is the giver of all good gifts. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 